Welcome to the MLB Extras Minnesota Twins podcast. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, joined by Do Hyung Park, who is back from the Twins Winter Caravan and Twins Fest. How was life on the bus in uh, in the greater Minneapolis region, Do? You know, it's a pretty nice bus, first of all. And I've also heard stories of buses breaking down and other things. You know, I was treated to stories of harrowing escapes and that sort of thing in caravans of years past. I mean, at, my understanding is this has been going on for the better part of a couple decades now. So maybe back when transportation was less reliable, but it was a great time. I'm getting to go up to some of the cities in, you know, greater Western and Northern Minnesota and just seeing how wide and excited Twins territory was. I was on the leg with Rocco Baldelli. And for that, I believe this was his first just kind of getting to know Twins territory thing because the caravan happened before Twins Fest. So kind of his whole uh, red carpet tour of sorts around the state and everybody was very excited. And, you know, for me, seeing just the folks out there and how excited they were about the Twins was uh, was also pretty cool. And good to get some FaceTime with the new skipper, too. That's always good uh, ahead of spring training. Uh, we also had some FaceTime with uh, several Twins players. And, you know, one guy who just kind of jumps to mind is Byron Buxton, who's so important uh, for this club in 2019 and, and shaking off what was a really rough for him, r- rough 2018 for him, both performance wise, injury wise. What's kind of his state of mind as we near spring training camp? Yeah. So obviously Buxton at a charity event earlier this year, kind of his earlier this offseason, it was kind of his first opportunity to speak to the media after the end of last season. And really the thing with Buxton was, you know, he was playing through, he was playing through a couple things. Um, he, you know, struggled with injuries throughout all of last season and toward the end of the year when he was fully rehabilitated, he was expecting to get the call back up to the major leagues and that call never really came. And as a result of that, his free agency clock was moved back by a season. And so he, he, the twins gained another year of control. So he was frustrated about that. But one thing he said um, when we met with him at Twins Fest this last weekend was he really took that frustration to heart and he channeled that into his conditioning, where maybe a couple of years ago as a youngster, you know, he was more relying on his just natural youth and his natural recovering ability as a younger guy to t- carry him through the off seasons. But this off season, he looked at himself and he said, hey, now I'm motivated. I want to build some bulk. He showed up 21 pounds heavier. Um, he's going to drop a couple of those pounds by the time... Uh, spring training is through so that you can add his playing weight but he's very very motivated very very fixated on proving himself and that also goes for the other uh, major cornerstone of the twins right now Miguel Sano who by all accounts is you know thrilled with his progress his team won the Dominican Winter League down there and the twins are feeling pretty good about his conditioning too so these two twin pieces that the twins need to have bounce back seasons have certainly played their parts in the offseason, it looks like, um, doubling down on their focus and taking real good care of their bodies. And that's something that Rocco Baldelli and his staff are, are emphasizing moving forward as well. Yeah, that service time uh, issue with, with Buxton is really interesting because we've seen some guys before who just, you know, it, it takes so long to click uh, with a particular club. And then by the time it does, oh, they're eligible for free agency and uh, they're they're out the door. So right. um, gaining that extra year uh, could be beneficial for the Twins moving forward because he's still 25 years old and still a lot uh, a lot of upside there for Byron Buxton and for Miguel Sano. Uh, another guy coming off of a down year, although not with the Twins, uh, but now he's with the Twins, is Jonathan Scope, uh, who's, of course, uh, with, with the Orioles and the Brewers last season. He's 27 years old and... Uh, you know, still some upside in that bat and could be a good get for the Twins. But what do you have to say about the outlook uh, joining a new club? 
Yeah, so the thing about Scope was we talked to him about his 2018 season. He wasn't really shying away from that. His whole message from 2018 was, you know, that's a part of who I am. I've learned from it. Um, you know, he didn't. He played for the 2018 Baltimore Orioles. And one thing that he was saying to us was he was injured at the start of the year with that oblique thing. But he's not using that as an excuse. Um, some people out there kind of speculated that maybe the oblique was bothering him throughout the season. But what Scope was really just kind of saying was, you know, playing on a losing team, um, coming back from the injury, he felt like he had to be the hero. I think uh, I think the phrase that he used was trying to drive in eight runs with one swing of the bat. And so he feels like he is mentally in a good place um, coming off of that too and having learned from that experience. And, you know, he's just really excited to come play with Nelson Cruzy. And that's one thing too, where he was – heavily involved in the recruiting process of Nelson Cruz already uh, making that contract worth it for the twins uh, off the field, so to speak. And he obviously slots in as a big power threat at second base for a twins team that really lacked in the power department last season too, Um, on the one year deal. And that's something where for the twins too, where Nick Gordon top prospect, D Gordon's younger brother, son of flash, he's going to be up in the major leagues, probably sometime toward the end of this season, if not 2020 where he's where he's going to start to work himself more into the fold. So for both sides, it worked really well where Scope is still 27. He still feels like he's in his prime. He still feels like he's got a multi-year deal ahead of him. And the Twins needed a bridge to Nick Gordon and uh, Royce Lewis after him. So it works out both well, it works out really well for both sides, and it really does address the need for 2019 on this Minnesota roster. Another need for 2019 is for someone to establish themselves in the closer role. There's a lot of candidates uh, already in the Twins bullpen. Uh, for that particular job, including the recently acquired Blake Parker. Um, But there have been some uh, conversations uh, this week uh, in the media, I should say, conversations about whether the Twins might be a surprise candidate to land Craig Kimbrell, who's, of course, still lingering out there. There was a report in The Athletic that the Twins have checked in on Kimbrell. Um, We never know exactly what that means. Sometimes teams just check in on a guy and that's it. They're just doing their due diligence. But in the case of uh, Kimbrell and the Twins, what's the outlook there? What's the possibility that could be a real thing? Well, the Twins have been doing their due diligence on, you know, any number of guys that have been that are uh, that are able to fill kind of the needs that they've had in the starting rotation at first and second base and the rotation and um, in the bullpen. Um, it's looking right now like, though, the tone of the front office and what they've been talking about is that they're really looking to give the younger guys that are kind of on the fringe of AAA major leagues uh, more opportunities in the bullpen, it sounds like, uh, with, the, with the reported signing of Martin Perez that was reported a couple, over a week ago now, and it still hasn't been made official yet. Uh, but Perez looks to you know, he, he's going to get that crack at the fifth spot in the starting rotation. And that pushes group of four, five, six major league ready arms to, you know, either starting depth or to those bullpen roles. And for guys like, for a guy like Adalberto Mejia, been um, up and down on the roster for a while, but he's, but he's out of options. And Fernando Romero, who's ready to take that next step as well. The Twins look to be giving those guys a shot at the bullpen moving forward too. And so, you know, for a guy like Kimbrell, he's 30 years old, and the, the this Twins front office has hasn't really delved into those long term contracts since they came in here. And obviously, the risk assessment of free agents, especially in relievers, is something that I think the game of baseball as a whole is coming to terms with right now. Obviously, the Twins have the payroll flexibility to do it, 
But if Kimbrell's asking for four or five years, I think that's a price that the Twins front office would really balk at. And maybe if he lowers his demand um, as spring training gets closer and the offseason draws on, maybe that's something where the Twins can start to re-engage in those conversations for a shorter, higher average annual value deal because that's how this team's payroll shakes up right now. But, you know, around the game as a whole, and especially for a team like the Twins, I think um, if a Kimbrel is asking for maybe four or five years, that's going to be too much. Yeah, I wouldn't blame them uh, for shying away at four or five years with the closer at a high average annual value because uh, we've we've seen the history there. Um, also, it could be a moment, though, for the Twins to kind of capitalize on what's going on in the division, the dynamics with the Indians there. It's going to be a really fascinating uh, situation this year in 2019 to see how much growth uh, we see from this Twins club and from the White Sox as well. Uh, but in the meantime, Doe, you've got a series going on the Twins website around the horn. And this week, uh, you're discussing the first base situation. CJ Crone is a new addition to the Twins. Uh, Tyler Austin is also, uh, you know, in-house a candidate for some at-bats at first base. How do you see that situation shaking out in 2019? Yeah, so it's pretty much um, been the case since when Crone was signed that the Twins said, hey, CJ Crone is going to be our primary first baseman. And the question of Tyler Austin is one that's pretty interesting from a roster composition standpoint. Obviously, given his power potential and given that he's controllable through 2023, it's a guy that, you know, could factor into to the long-term plans. But the Twins do also have two of their top prospects, Brent Rooker and Luke Rayley. Uh, they're about to hit double A and they're coming and they're coming up through the pipeline as well. Crone is only controllable through next season, 2020. So Austin is out of options this year, and with and with uh, Nelson Cruz being signed to be the designated hitter, that's that kind of defensive flexibility on the bench is going to be at a real premium for Minnesota this year. So that's going to be an interesting thing to see how it plays out. Obviously, Austin is going to Austin has a lot of upside against left-handed pitching in particular. He and Crone both kind of project to be that right-handed power hitter. So it's not necessarily going to be a traditional platoon, but. You know, Nelson Cruz isn't getting any younger. Maybe they're going to find him some spot looks at DH. Maybe there's going to be some outfield time for Austin in there somewhere. But there is a path for Tyler Austin to stay on this roster. I know when uh, Crone had first been signed, everybody was saying, hey, um, he's just redundant now. Why not go trade him for pitching? And maybe those conversations are still continuing late into the season. But also if the Twins do hang on to Tyler Austin, maybe it diminishes a little bit of that defensive flexibility on the bench. But they do have that elsewhere. And so that's a situation that's going to be interesting to monitor moving forward as well. And if you do hold on to Tyler Austin, he could be a factor into the next two, three, four years. So the pitcher and catcher report date just a couple of weeks away at this point, though, if, if we operate on the premise that Craig Kimbrell isn't happening, if we go down that uh, most likely realistic road, um, do you think uh, do you think they're pretty much this is the roster they're going to take into spring training? Do you think there's some opportunity perhaps to, to get another deal done between now and then? What, what are your thoughts on that? I think there's opportunity to add more depth type arms maybe to the to the bullpen and the rotation. And that's kind of the language that the front office has been taking over the last few weeks. Obviously, never say never, because, you know, with the way free agency has gone over the last couple of years, you could get. You know, you could get Moustakis or something like that where the demand of a free agent goes down significantly and the landscape can change. But as things stand right now on the position player side, the Twins look to be pretty set. And frankly, with uh, how their 40-man roster is structured right now, there's not really much room to navigate more position players in there to a certain extent. So the pitching situation is really the only thing 
that you can that you should keep an eye on right now. The Twins are pretty happy with the group that they have, and there are more than enough innings to go around for all the arms that they're hoping to get action in 2019. But again, if the price is right, there's the Twins are waiting to make their move. And so I'd be surprised if it's this exact 40 that goes into spring training, but and I'd expect there to be more kind of pitching depth type arms added. But, you know, if the price doesn't come down on some of these bigger agents, maybe the Twins might be done with uh, their more splashy moves. All right. Good stuff, as always, from our friend Do Hyung Park. Do, thanks for doing this. Thanks again, Castro. Always, uh, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me.